0: Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I just want to say thank you for joining another edition of Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Brozier, and uh, it is an honor for me to just to come into your headspace, uh, your eye gate, your ear gate, just for this 15 to 25 minutes uh, broadcast or podcast. And it's always an honor and a joy that you have at least given that little bit of time to allow me to speak into your life. Uh, or just to hear what I have to say, you know. You, I guess nobody has to receive it, uh, but if you allow yourself to hear, you know what I believe the Spirit of the Lord is speaking for you. Uh, I pray that you take this these these podcast sessions or these episodes and just digest them, and which is what we're going to talk a little bit about today's uh, podcast episode. And uh, but before we go further, I just want to say, go ahead and share this broadcast. To your uh, social media outlets or platforms, whatever you use, uh, this is just a good way, a great way, or easy way. Let me say it that way, just to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, or to share what is inspiring or uplifting at times to somebody that may not listen. But if they see you advertise it, this is the easiest way to share the gospel at times. And so, appreciate you for doing that. But without further ado, let's get started on this week's episode. And simply put this week's episode, I want to title this Feeding the Beast. Feeding the Beast. If you look at Matthew chapter 4, we're going to read just verse 4 in the New Living Tra- or excuse me, the New King James version. And it reads this way, but he answered and said, "It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. First, I want to look at that scripture, and just kind of explain some things and, and ask the question: uh, What are we feeding ourselves? What you know, we we, we make that statement: feed the bees, feeding the beast, and what are we allowing ourselves to digest? There's a lot of things that we all partake in and we all eat and digest later and then even maybe minutes or hours even, we regret that we put that stuff into our system. Whether you're a caffeine addict, and you know which I hate to admit sometimes it's, I believe I feel like I need caffeine to make it through the day, whether that coffee is your addiction, whether uh, soda uh, or pop is your uh, addiction, but I'm, I'm, I have these things, I go to Panera Bread. Uh, they, again, they don't have a sponsor here, but I go to Panera Bread and I get this charged lemonade and uh, it just hits the spot. And I know I can't start my day until I drink a Mango Yuzu Citrus Lemonade, supercharged to fuel my system. And it does the spot. It, in that moment, I'm feeding the beast what I feel, which beast meaning me here, I feel is what I need in my system. Now, we can sit here and argue, debate, and question, well, you really don't need that, which ultimately you're telling the truth. It is true, factual, and actual. I don't need it. I should just drink water and water only, or maybe occasionally add something with um. Uh, uh, you know, with some taste, uh, maybe like a juice of some sort, but that's all I should be taking. But the beast that's inside of me is telling, it's driving this train or driving this truck, and it's telling me, feed me, feed me, and feed me. Well, the question is, is what are we feeding ourselves? In the natural sense, we 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 can answer that question pretty easily. Uh, we, we can say things, unfortunately, whether we're obese or not, we know if we're putting good things into our system, because if it's bad, our bodies don't know how to respond, So we, which it produces fat cells, and that's the unfortunate part. We're taking in garbage, and we don't know how to allow the garbage to funnel through our systems to go where we need it so it forms in a fat cell. So, I'm not not teaching help today, but I do want us to understand the things that we put in our system, even though they may taste good, even though in our mind it's the right thing to do. You know, speaking right now, if you're hungry, a pizza sure sounds good right now, doesn't it? I mean, think about the mozzarella cheese when you pull that piece of pizza pie and its sauce is oozing off, dripping on the plate. But the cheese is so thick. And you take that bite. See, now I just made everybody mouth water. Even if you're listening to it or you're watching me on the YouTube page. But right there in that one moment, you begin to say, man, that sounds good. Maybe you didn't. Maybe pizza's not your thing. But you add in the you fill in the blank, so to speak, of what your thing is. Maybe your bad addiction is. Fried chicken. Not chicken breast, baked or broiled, but juicy fried chicken. So when you take a bite, you can just feel the grease fall right off your down your chin, through your beard if you're if, if you're me. Now, now these are things we do because we feed what we desire, right? You know, I feed myself things that I want, not that I don't want. You're never gonna have me say, well, let me go. I just need. I'm right now. I'm feeling like I need some asparagus, or right now I feel like some Brussels sprouts. Now there are times that I'm thinking, man, I hope we have Brussels sprouts or asparagus tonight for for dinner or added with it. But that's not the thing that I'm desiring the most. Now maybe you're you're one of those people that do desire that. That you're an anomaly. Let's just leave it at that. But usually, all the time, we crave things that we really truly don't need McDonald's fast food, Burger King fast food, things that are that are just meant just to suffice us for that moment, to take care of the right now hunger that we desire. And so often here's where the the kind of the lesson is today or this podcast. So often we are indulging ourselves or we are filling ourselves with things that aren't truly building ourselves. Now the natural is so easy to explain. What we should do is crave water. What we should do is crave juices. What we should do is crave health food, vegetables and fruit, clean meats. That's what we should, but we don't because we've become accustomed to desiring the things that we want, that feeding the beast inside of us. And so we begin to eat things that are not healthy, We begin to drink things that are not so good for us because we want it. We look at this, we look, now if we look at it from a spiritual perspective, what are we indulging ourselves in? What are we allowing ourselves to even digest? The scripture says that every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is what we are to digest. What is that? That's simply the word of God. Are we indulging ourselves? Are we digesting the Word of God in our spirit? Are we digesting uh, the scriptures? Are we digesting the things or the promises that God has spoken through His Word? Are we digesting those things? Or are we just digesting some other stuff, things that are not so good for us? Are we digesting things like turmoil listen if we digest his word then we are digesting order we are taking in authority we are taking in truth you know when we take those things that are good and that are things of god then we develop things in ourselves that when the enemy comes in like a flood we begin to recognize what the word of god says does it mean that when we when we digest the word of God or when we digest his promises, does that mean that all our pains and sorrows are going to go away? No, because the enemy will always tempt us and test you. The enemy will always try to bring accusations because the Bible does say that he is the accuser of the brethren. He's always going to try to trip you up, mess you up. But here's the difference. When you are truly digesting or indulging In his word, in his promises, in scriptures, Bible time study, however you get your word, if you are digesting that in your system, listen, you'll begin to recognize the enemy when he does come in. You know, I think about it, you know, we can be annoyed, but I don't know, I don't know if it's jealousy, I don't know if it's, uh, we're bitter because we're not that person, but I begin to think of people I go to the gym with sometimes, or when I would go to Planet Fitness, they'd walk in just ripped and chiseled like they were, they stepped out of a Michelangelo picture and or or a sculpture. They were just sculptured figurines. And you're thinking to yourself, like, good Lord, is there any body fat on that person? Is <laughs> have they ever ate a carb in their life? Have they? ever had anything with sugar in their life because they look like a perfect, what we call perfect specimen uh, of a human being, that is. And you begin to think about, well, what are they doing different than I'm doing? I'm going to the same gym. I'm doing the similar exercises. I'm trying my hardest to do the same thing. But here's where the difference with the average, I'm gonna call myself the average gym goer. I can develop muscles, I can appear to be somewhat healthy, but there's still love handles everywhere on me. There's still what I call a flat tire in this, in this stomach region that seems so hard to overcome. Here's the difference with me, the average, or the or some would say the weekend warriors, they, they ju- they're, they're athletes, but they're only athletes on the weekend. I've been that probably for the last 20 years. I can admit that and, and say that wholeheartedly. But here's the thing, the difference with me and that person that I've witnessed or recognized in the gym is the discipline that they have put in to their bodies, into their health. The difference with them and me is, I may go eat at Pizza King more often than they do. I may eat a bowl of ice cream more frequently than they do. I may only work one time, work out one time in a day, maybe for 30 minutes, but they've developed workout regimen of one, two days a day, uh, two times a day, upon an hour workout. When I would get off on the treadmill in 30 minutes, they would stay on for 60 minutes. When I would lift for 35 minutes until I'm hurting and swelling, they would stay on an ex- additional 30 minutes until they're ripped legitimately their muscles are ripping. And so there's the difference. It is called perseverance. It is called commitment to the very thing. Now the question is, we have to ask ourselves and we have to look at ourselves in the proverbial mirror, what are we feeding this beast? Are we, we we, we, we sometimes often feed the beast negativity more than positivity. I have this thing that I, I try to go off of. I sent a, a text message to my family or family chat. Listen, I said to them, I said the reason why I don't I don't ignore the negative in my life. I just don't get neg- I don't give negativity any precedence in my mind, in my spirit, in my soul. Because what good does it mean for me to end up just allowing that negative spirit to dwell in me? What happens is, is it ends up causing me to be negative. You know, we know those people that we call them uh, um, uh, negative Nancys, or uh, there's a, there's another word. You can, you can fill it in the blank. Uh, but there's those people that every time you see them, they're always complaining. They're always moping. You know, I don't know. I just don't know what, you know, our world's coming to an end. You know, it's like, Listen, I don't have, I'm I'm not a, you know, I get it. I can maybe even agree with certain things that you may say, but I'm not giving your negative spirit any precedence in my mind space. So I try to trumpet with positive. I always look at the good instead of the bad. I always try to look at what God can do out of this instead of looking at, oh, the woe is me, the doomsday destruction, And so I feel like that's the opportunity for us to operate in how God has called us to operate in. And we're supposed to speak life into death situations. But here's what we do. What are we digesting? Oftentimes we're digesting turmoil instead of peace. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm gonna do. This job is, is no good for me. And then you begin to build it up into something that it should not be. You begin to feed that beast turmoil. You begin to feed that beast dysfunction. We know God is a God of order. He's not a God of chaos. And so what we end up doing is we allow dysfunction to settle in our spirit, or we begin to feed our spirit or feed the beast, so to speak here, dysfunction. Well, this is how it's always going to be. I guess, a mindset of poverty even. We stay in that mindset because we can't ever see ourselves getting out of the rut that we've been in our whole entire life. But we live in the land of the free. But not only that, God has given us the spirit of freedom to operate in freedom, that we should no longer be slaves to our bondage. And so we should operate in freedom. But yet, we feed ourselves dysfunction instead of freedom. We feed ourselves gossip, the latest news, so to speak, as if that's going to do you any good. But everybody in this room, everybody that's listening under the sound of my voice or watching this on YouTube, you know when you have a good, juicy story, it's almost like your mouth waters like that sign of eating a piece of pizza. You know you don't need it, but you want it so bad. We begin to feed the beast the gossip that we know we don't need instead of the good news of the gospel, instead of the good news and and shut down the lies of the naysayers. But yet we feed ourselves gossip. We feed ourselves disagreement. We, We just want to disagree with everybody. Well, you know, I don't get why the church is doing this. Well, I don't know why Pastor Keith O'Neill is wanting to do that. We just want to, we just enjoy disagreement because, you know, Bishop O'Neill makes this statement, and I hope it's settled in your spirit, that being right is overrated. We want to be right so bad that we'll begin to feed ourselves disagreement just on the fact that we just don't want to be right. We don't want you to be right. We want to be right. And we may know that there's some negativity in our way of thinking, but we still want to feed ourselves disagreement. Then we want to feed ourselves anger. You just always want to be mad. You know those people that you see them all the time. And it's like, man, you always got a sour puss look on your face. They just angry all the time. They always got a frown. You're just like, I hate life mentality. Because you begin to feed yourself the negativity of this world. You begin to allow yourself to digest the anger instead of the good news, instead of joy that Christ has given us, instead of peace that he has bestowed upon us. You instead want to digest anger. So you begin to feed that beast anger. You may sit in here and you may say, you you may be one of the people that, you may be one of the people that feed yourself bitterness. Hey, I can testify. I was that guy for years. I was so upset with everything that happened and everything that was done against me, my family, my friends, my pastor friends, that I begin to digest bitterness because it dealt with anger too. But I begin to feed myself bitterness. Come on. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you know what we do is we begin to feed that beast and it begins to grow into something that we don't want because we've allowed this beast to be fed the things that it was not intended to be fed. Then we got, and I'm going to go on quickly here. Then we feed ourselves jealousy. Yeah, many of you may not, you know, agree with this, but most of the time we see in the churches today, we 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 don't even want to see our brothers succeed. You may you don't have to admit to that. You know, we're sitting here praying for a husband or you're praying for a wife, and so-and-so, little Johnny or little Jenny over here found the love of their life, and you instead of praise with them, you become jealous. You begin to feed that beast of jealousy in your in you, instead of rejoicing with them, instead of praising God for the blessing that has now been bestowed upon little Johnny and little Jenny, you got jealousy in your heart. You may be on a praise team and you're like, I don't know why I don't get any of the songs, I sing just as good. Jealousy has been fed into your spirit to now your beast that is within you, unfortunately, is now desiring the things of jealousy. Listen, when we feed ourselves the things of God, jealousy has no room for that. Hatred has no room for that. Disagreement has no room for that. Uh, Gossip, dysfunction, turmoil, bitterness, they have no room. Why? It's because we have filled ourselves with the good news of Jesus Christ. We have allowed joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control to overtake our very spirit so we don't have room for jealousy. We don't have room for turmoil. If you're feeding your spirit the things of the spirit, of the word, through the word, the promises of God. The question is today, what are you feeding yourself? Are you feeding yourself rebellion? You're just gonna do everything anti-system because I don't have to listen to that. We got schools today, you know, colleges will go around and say things like, forget what you heard from home, debunk everything that you were ever taught. Open up your mind, open up your eyes, open up your spirit to the new horizon. Listen, so your mindset is already in the mode of, well, I'm going to rebel against the system. Well, I don't know if I struggle with rebellion, Pastor Nate. I don't know. I don't really know if I do that. Well, every time we tell you to, well, we see it on Sunday mornings when myself or Leah or, or whoever's leading praise and worship, Bishop O'Neill says, Come on, everybody, lift up your hands to heaven. Give God praise for the goodness that he He given to you. And what do we do? I don't feel like it. I don't have to raise my hand because I'm not feeling it right now. Listen, let me help you out right there. That is a form of rebellion. Now, why would we, why, when God tells you to put down your phone, and begin to read my word, what what would hinder you from reading his word? Rebellion. You don't want to do it. You've been feeding the beast, so to speak. Rebellion. I'm going to do it my way or the highway. And here's what happens, is that you're operating in that spirit of rebellion. So now when it's time for us to take a step of faith, we're going to say, well, I don't feel like it because you're operating or you've fed that beast called rebellion. You know, there's an old statement. My dad used to say this all the time. And I know it's not, it's not his statement. It's not new to him, but he had preached a message years ago, probably about 25 years ago now. He said, garbage in, garbage out. We can look at, I've heard other people say, you know, in health worlds, you are what you eat. But it doesn't always have to be the plate that we've been feeding ourselves. So today I just wanna pray for you and to understand that it's time to push back the plate. It's time to push back the plate that's been telling us to eat from rebellion, eat from disobedience, eat from anger. And let's pray right now. Father in Jesus' name. Hold on, I just realized I'm my shirt, dude. I was ready for the second one. So I'm going to do that again. We've heard the statement, you are what you eat. So listen, we're not going to turn into pizza. We're not going to turn into spaghetti. But what we can turn into is if we continue to eat from that plate of bitterness, anger, rebellion, we become rebellious. We become bitter. And we become a very angry person. So it's time for us to stop eating from the plate that we've been eating from for numerous years, and it's time to digest what the Word of God has in store for us. So let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for that woman that is watching right now who's been dealing with bitterness for a very long time, God. It's time for her to push back that plate of bitterness, or so that man that's watching right now who has been suffering with rebellion or anger. It's time for us to push back that plate of rebellion and turmoil and bitterness and anger. And it's time that we indulge or we take of your word, God, and embrace your word. Not the word every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, we take that and we digest that right now because we want to be a better version of who you called us to be and not operate in the spirit of rebellion or not operate in anger or bitterness another day. So right now we push back that plate and we ask God, fill up our cups. God, Lord, I pray, fill the plates up through your word that we may we may dine with you and be more like you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, hey, I want to thank you for joining another week of this podcast of Bridging the Gap. And hey, we'll see you next week. Until then, God bless you. I'm Pastor Nate.